What's up, Matt? What's up, Brian? How we doing? I'm good. Go. Where are you right now? We're we're in Leuven, man. We're in Belgium. It's pretty sick, right? Well, be more specific. Where are we right now? Right now, we're in my room, number number six, on the ground floor. Not the first floor. It's the ground floor. I will uh, never get used to that. No, me neither. Of uh, of American College, so uh, we're on Namenstraat, which is like the main street in Leuven. Um, yeah, we're here in my room. It's about looking around. It's probably like. 12 feet by 12 feet now we're in a shoebox right now it's very small i hope the acoustics are good for the shoebox but um it's all it's only it's kind of all you really need yeah for a a broad living i guess yeah got bed desk two goons in the room that's kind of it so no no decorations no decorations no decorations no need none and then i live down the street which is schlappenstrap sheep street sheep street yeah i live on sheep street second floor it's uh it's pretty nice. It's a shoebox too, but it's a lofted shoebox, so it's Dude, not. This is a shoebox. Yours is not a shoebox. Yeah, I guess. All right. So, I think we should first ta- start talking about like when, why we decided to go here, and then we'll hop into packing a little bit. We don't have to go through the whole visa thing because that was a nightmare, and then we'll do the plane, like the flight, getting here, some things like you thought initially that were crazy or whatnot, and mm-hmm. then what our expectations are like going forward. That sound good. That, that works for me. All right. So why did you decide to come here specifically? Oh, uh, wow. Um, so contrary to popular belief, this was not a, we, we didn't decide to go together here. That wasn't, that wasn't a part of the decision-making process. Notre Dame study abroad is mostly Dublin, London, and Rome. And I wasn't really, I didn't really want to go to either of those places, but I knew I wanted to go to Europe. And so the Leuven program was, for science majors so science in europe seemed like a good deal to me um i I put my name in the hat not knowing that there was only two two spots available and luckily i got one yeah and i I haven't looked back um it was a little a little difficult because the program is uh it's it's february to what july it will be like july 2nd or july 4th depending on if we go to that the concert yeah so it's, it's definitely cuts into the summer and was a longer winter but Definitely happy with the decision I made. I like yeah, it here so, a lot. Yeah, so far so good. And then when it comes to my decision, uh, we had like a couple spots we could go to. So I have friends in like Newcastle, England, uh, some in Rome, Greece, and then a couple like Australia, New Zealand, because my school, like Loyola, is pretty big on study abroad. But this was like our flagship program. It was like the one they, they really started it all. I don't know. All the details seemed pretty sick. A lot of things were taken care of, uh, t- taken care of for us, like trip to Italy, flights over here stuff like that so it kind of seemed like the place to to vibe out and plus it's in the middle of we're in the middle of like one of the most historical places in the world so we can kind of go everywhere mm-hmm. which is um i didn't realize how like important that would be until we kind of got here and it's like oh two hours to london like four hours by bus to paris like that's just nuts and then all of germany is kind of at our disposal um i mean italy might be a little deep but besides that yeah it's mostly all here um yeah so Going back to the programs thing, so this is like Loyola's flagship. They have their own their own house and everything, and Notre Dame just has a contract, so it's um, first year of the program. So they had they had a lot of stuff figured out already, which has been nice. They've been nice to let me tag along, but it's kind of been me and uh, one one more Notre Dame person against the world. So yeah, we got seven new people from Loyola, including myself, and then we have one girl who's from the fall so she's staying for the whole year and we all live in the same house it's called like the Loyola Nakbar house 
like it's in Dutch, so mm-hmm. I I, I kind of killed that at Nachbar House. Nice. Yeah, um, I'm proud of you. And we live with a bunch of international kids on purpose. It's like the the idea, Mr. Nachbar himself, he wanted it to be really an immersive program. So um, we're around like the kid next to me. He's from Germany. The kid down the hall is from um, Slo- Slovakia. And just throughout the house, we got like everyone. We got India. We got uh, Portugal, uh, Russia, one Russian, a bunch of people from China, uh, Chile. So it's pretty cool so far. I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of experiences I never thought I would be already. And what, we're nine, ten days in? So it's pretty sick. Um, yeah. And then you want to talk a little bit about the flight? Because that was... Oh, the flight was awful. It might it might be the worst. I think I had great flight luck throughout my life, but... I used it all before this flight. It was it was pretty terrible. Um, so we got to the airport, Newark, and it's pretty standard stuff. Like you know, check your bag, say goodbye to the parents or whatever. See John Long from like four miles away, waving because he's so tall. Get through security, and then we just waited for a very long time in the in the airport for the plane. We get on the plane, and we were supposed to leave at seven. We ended up leaving at like seven or like no, like eight forty. Yeah, so like I I got on the plane, Ryan had the window seat. I had the I had the um not the I had the middle seat, so not ideal. Um, I sit down, I put my head down, I fall asleep listening to a podcast, and then I woke up to the end of the podcast, and we were still on the runway. Yeah, so I think what happened was you can correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone gets on. It's Newark to Brussels, seven hour flight, a little over seven hours, and a family just gets on the plane and they decide like last minute they're not coming. So they get off the plane, but they can't find their luggage. So they can't find their luggage for two hours, basically. Um, they're taking everything out of the bottom of the plane, putting it back on, and it was just a nightmare. So we're all sitting there. They gave us like complimentary water, but it was like, oh, sick. Like yeah, two, thank you. Or, yeah, nice. Uh, two more hours of my flight, but I wanted an extra cup of water. And then we finally get going in the air, and that thing was rumbling. Yeah, the, the pilot was definitely trying to make up some time. So we hit the heaviest turbulence I've ever experienced. I don't know what the United flight attendant crew was thinking. They were very nice, but they yeah, decided they were nice. But they, they decided to start serving drinks like coffee, tea, hot water during the, the peak turbulence. I don't know how like a flight would just uh, like a pilot would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna make up some time." Like it's not used to take a shortcut or anything. He was just zooming. So we were in the middle of the sky. I think we we're by like Greenland, Iceland area, and the whole thing is shaking. It's like you're in a club, like just just shaking back and forth. And the lady with the small carts going down, and she's serving hot coffee next to us, and the top of the coffee cup, and it's just waves of coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't fall asleep in that. No. So you're kind of sitting there, and it's like, oh, I mean, it's cool we're sitting next to each other, but we're both six foot four individuals on a United flight. We're lucky this guy next to us was like this small dude. He had a little straw hat. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he was cool, but uh, it was definitely torturous. I should have pulled the trigger on moving seats. There were some seats open behind me, but I, I didn't ask to move behind, move back quick enough. That'll be a lesson for the flight home. But yeah, so eventually we stick the landing in in Leuven. Yeah, a couple well, hours. In, in Brussels, my apologies. Yeah, in, in Brussels, a couple hours late. Takes a while. And then the fastest thing, I thought customs was going to take like years. I don't know about you, but whenever you watch like those TV shows, uh, we'd always watch, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called, like Border Security with uh, our buddy James. Shout out, James. It's basically the show where 
people are like, entering the United States and they have to go through customs. And it's just like some random guy from like Tibet or something who has like uh, two suitcases full of just fresh fruit. And yeah. like, no, you, you can't. Like, you can't bring that in. Like, what if it has like worms or whatever? And it's just people raging. Um, they're always like so confused. And I thought we were going to have to do that too. I mean, Belgium's not like the United States massive or whatever, but it was an international flight. And we just walk up to the guy. I was the first one up. Walk to the guy. He's like, why are you, like, why are you here? Um, I think he says in Dutch first, but then he switches to English. And I'm like, oh, I'm studying abroad. And he's like, oh, where at? And I was like, Leuven. And the, fir- uh, the first thing a Belgian ever said to me was, first thing. he was just like, hey, man, enjoy the beer. It's like, what? Like, he's just staring at my passport. Oh, no, you're going to love the beer. And then he looks at Braden next to me. Uh, Braden is the Loyola kid. And he's like, uh, you guys going to drink Duval? Which is like some super heavy drink or whatever. And he's like, you could probably handle five, but like, nah, Braden, like the little kid, he can handle like four, maybe like they're, they're pretty heavy. So first thing it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty nuts. They, they definitely love their beer over here, but it's kind of, it's different than the United States. Cause it's like ingrained in the culture. Mm-hmm. Not, not just like younger kids can drink, but it's kind of just so casual. They drink it like it's soda. Yeah. Like that, it just doesn't, that's a good know, discussion. It doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of funny, but no. So that was like passport control or whatever. And then we're walking through customs and like the whole group is getting by. And then of course I get pulled to the side and he's like, do you have any cigarettes or alcohol? And I was like, I mean, I don't think so. I was like instantly nervous that I accidentally like brought a bomb or something. No, you always like, as soon as you walk into the TSA line, you're like, oh no, I definitely put something. I put like a, like a knife. I just, I've never owned in my life, like a blade. It's like, you're going to find it or something. Yeah. I was well, like actually in, in Newark, the uh, TSA was, TSA is usually like, this most stressful 35, 40 seconds of your life. They were pretty good. They were pretty chill. Yeah. And then, and then, right. We get out of the airport and everything, drive back. Our, our guys driving like some, I don't even know what the brand of the car was, but he was just driving. Renault. A, what was it? It's Renault. Renault. He was driving a Renault van. Like it was, I don't even know, like a Ferrari or something. Uh, Cause he was just zooming through the highway. Me and Matt are just looking out the window, like staring at, the trees and like everything different in the world just finally touched down and this guy is zooming yeah he he was booking it um and it was like eight in the morning belgian time but we i guess it was what like two in the morning our time and nobody slept well so everybody's in the car like jeez this is awful it's like that feeling you have when you're on a road trip and you wake up just abruptly and you just feel like your breath just like it's just like you eat eggs like you know it's just Mm -hmm. nasty feeling it this is in your entire body feels that way hmm. and then this guy's just zooming i'm like all right maybe that's just what they do here so we finally get to well thankfully they let matt come on our taxi service which was the guy because uh, it was supposed to be just the loyola kids but we had enough room for him so uh, that was pretty cool we get out and then everything just feels feels like super foreign you unpack you're looking at this like wow i'm supposed to be here for five months hmm. like that's what i was thinking when i got here i'm like damn five months yeah i was just so tired so I got here and they like checked me in and whatnot. They gave me a beer in my welcome package. <laughs> like it was just like coupons, a couple of ramen noodles and just a beer. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. But yeah, I just kind of laid down in my bed, which is also like six inches off the floor. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think like, I always knew Europe is older, so it's not built for like larger people, but Belgium specifically is just not built for the long family. No. Like John Long would not survive on no. these beds. And I don't know if I will for five months either. Cause it's literally... Matt's bed probably raised like maybe eight inches off the ground. Mine's even lower. Everything's tiny. Like my wardrobe is my, my clothes, like the, the sleeves like hit the ground. 
Um, the desks are always so, t- like everything's so small. Yeah, it's small. And also the kitchen is opposite of ergonomic. Like it does not fit my body at all. It's pretty frustrating. Yeah. So but we get here and I'm definitely very tired, but we're all like powering through because we just got here. We may as well, you know, we may as well see as much as we can. So we go, do we go on, we went on a quick tour, just kind of walking around. Yeah, we walked around the city, um, which we'll get into like the city and everything in a little bit. But yeah, we walked around the city, kind of came back. I had a, I had a meeting, so we split off, but had like my first Belgian waffle or whatever, but it was like, I don't know. It was like eating the, I don't know what a good, a good description was. It was kind of like if you go to New York city and you get like a Sbarro pizza, mm. like it was just the, like the supermarket. Now it's like DiGiorno would be a better example. It's like, mm. oh, I'm in New York, like eating pizza, but you get a DiGiorno. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is wrong, what is wrong with you? But they just gave me like the, the smaller uh, Belgian style, like Brussels style waffle um, from the supermarket. I mean, it was good, but, this trip, I think I've ate the most mandarins in my life because they're, they just said, oh, they're from Spain. And I was like, sick. So I was just like housing them. And I had coffee because it was, again, it was like 4 a.m. for us. But here it's like 12. No, nah, it would be like 10. But yeah. So I, the first like two days, I just ate mandarins. Mandarins and just chocolate because whatever they gave me. They always just give me chocolate. So much chocolate. I shouldn't be complaining about that. But uh, it was just very funny. Uh, maybe you want to go in a little in depth about where you live, what type of kind of place it is i mean i know we just talked about how your room's a shoebox or whatever but yes matt's right up the street from me like if you if you were to throw a rock out out of my window it would hit matt's like courtyard or building so yeah talk about talk about this place american college yeah so i live in american college it used to be an old seminary until i think 2011 maybe but it's definitely an older building i'm in like the the eleanor roosevelt hallway so like all of them are named after you know people from American history, but I live in a hallway. I guess it's organized mostly by hallways here. So you kind of hang out with your hallway group and you know, people from throughout the building, but your hallway, we all share a kitchen, share a bathroom. So everybody kind of congregates in the kitchen, but yeah, so it's, I'm the only international in the hallway. So it's mostly kids from, from Belgium and they all go home on the weekends. I was told not, not necessarily like ideal, but uh, they've all been really nice to me so far. Um, and so for the first couple of days, they weren't here yet because they were all at home. It was very quiet. And now as, as everybody's moved in, it's gotten gotten a lot louder. The, 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 uh, there's no like soundproofing here. No, my, my place has no soundproofing either. Yeah, you can hear every, like every door, every, just like you can hear yeah, everything. Yeah, so if there's, like, if there's a crazy echo on this, it's because the walls are paper thin, people are just around us, and I think it's raining out too, so. Um, yeah. No, but like it's everybody's been really nice here, welcoming, and I I really haven't. It's done hard, it's hard to say someone's not welcome when they give you a beer for your. Yeah, yeah, they've been. For your, yeah, but even welcome goodie all, bag. All the kids have been very very nice to me, and it's it's cool because we have a like a, a two tiered kind of backyard, which is which has been cool, and a and a bike station, which is which is also pretty clutch because everything here is is bike related, which is nice. My house, like I said, is like a stone's throw away from Matt's. Mine used to be like a convent for, I think they're called like the black nuns. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was like a type of um, place like that. And like the first thing my advisor said was like, the, th- the walls are thin, like nuns didn't really party. So um, you you better just keep the noise down, like no no playing music or whatever and no screaming late. But I live in a loft, which is pretty cool. So it's me and this kid named Peter. Um, he's from... 
Uh, he's from R- Rhode Island, but originally we were supposed to have international roommates, but everyone picked to have international roommates. So, so like one of us had to get paired up. It's not a big deal, but um, I guess honestly, it's probably better because it's mm. more of like a home base. It's not like you're just with some random, like you've never met before. So yeah, I live in a loft. I'm like the bottom part of the room. It's, it's pretty nice. It just, it's small for sure. Everything's like tiny. One thing here is also because the building is so old that they have like very little, like very minimal uh, outlets. So I have two outlets in my entire room and they're all like next to each other on like the worst possible spot. So everyone has extension cords and everything. But yeah, I live, the cool thing about where Matt and I live and the cool thing about Leuven is everything's bikeable and everything's like walkable. So the first day we just, we walked around and if this was like New York City, to see everything in New York City would take you hours, right? So you'd have to go like Times Square, all that stuff, and then go down everywhere. But here, you kind of see everything within like an hour, a walk, like a walk, slow walk hour. From here to the main library, church, town, ha- like town, uh, town hall is maybe five minutes. Five minutes if you're walking like backwards. Um, it's just these crazy cool buildings. You go down every street, every street has nothing was planned out. So everything's like bendy, windy, all the roofing is like old and like orange. And it's, it's so cool. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew I had a better way to describe it, but you walk down and you just think like I'm in a Jason Bourne movie. Cause you know, you're like walking, there's not a lot of sirens or anything, but you'll hear like the, the European ambulance siren. And like, all right, maybe I am Jason Bourne because he's just running through like these weird streets. And um, yeah, it's it's so cool. Yeah. But um, one cool thing about the city is basically it's kind of designed like there's this, this outer ring to it. So almost all automobile traffic is on this outer ring. So let's say you live in the city center. You can only go into so certain like it's divided kind of like a pizza and you can only drive in a certain quarter. So you can't. You can't drive like directly through the city because you can't move from one cor- one piece of the pie to another. So if you want to go to where you li- you have to go- enter a certain er- part and go to your house. And if you need to leave or go to another quarter, you have to leave out of that same quarter and, and drive around the ring until you reach another entrance. So like there's no through traffic. So that means there's very minimal cars. Bikes pretty much have priority here. A lot of the streets have signs that say like bikes and cars are the same like they have to treat you equally. Yeah, that's the that's such a crazy difference being here. That's like one thing you notice instantly. Yeah, because there's less there's yeah. less cars and if there's a car on the bike on the road, it's not stupid biker get out of the way. It's I'm going to stand like 20 meters behind you because you have like the bikes have the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Um which is pretty nuts. Yeah, but like I was saying before, everything is so close. Uh you can just bike everywhere, walk everywhere, which it's just amazing. There's something about it. Like just the exercise you get alone from walking to class or biking to like the supermarket. It's so cool. And then there's only like one real straight street in the whole entire city. And it's a, it's a sad but kind of cool story. So in the First World War and Second World War, the Germans just decimated like all of Belgium. Um, that is, we've been told that like over and over. Yeah, so. and, and they decided just to burn Leuven. From the story that I've heard, it's that two groups of Germans got into a, a fight with each other, not knowing it and that it wasn't each other. And instead of admitting it, they just blamed it on the local citizens and decided to torch everything they could see. So a lot of the buildings will have like a, a nameplate on it, like a, you know, like a cornerstone type. It says 1914 and it will have like 
I think it's like a sword and like flames in it to show that the building was like rebuilt after it was burnt down, um, which is pretty cool. But that one street is super straight. Uh, it's like a kilometer straight. Yeah. So when Nazis came in like Second World War and they basically burned everything up, they destroyed anything that has any value except for the town hall because that's where they had their offices, which was pretty nuts. Like we were, we were in, I was in there. Like it's, I don't know. It makes you really feel like you're in history when you're there. When they decided to rebuild it after the war was over, they're like, we have this opportunity to make this straight street straight to the train station, so we'll just do that. So like, if you look at it from an aerial map, it's just like a big maze, twists and turns, and then one street just beelines to the uh, to the train station, which is cool. Yeah, it's definitely nice. Um, but yeah, I guess if we're, we're going to go over some of the highlights, um, I guess the town hall is pretty interesting because the town hall, I guess a lot of U.S. town halls kind of, I mean, they're, they're nice, but they're not. They're not beautiful. This town hall, basically, um, to make a long story pretty simple, there was a duke, whatever, who was like in charge of the region. He moved to Bre- uh, to Brussels, and the people of Leuven were, okay, well, we, if we want them back, let's just build a, a better town well, hall than the, they the have. The government, you mean? Like the government moved to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the government moved the capital to Brussels, and they wanted them back in Leuven. So they said, okay, we're just going to build the best town hall of all time. And it's really beautiful. It has a ton of different statues on it. If you look up Leuven, it's probably it's pretty it's much probably the building. the first image you'll see. Yeah, the town hall. It's just this. It kind of looks like a church a little bit. Yeah, it's like a it's like a perfect. Rec- oh, I guess it kind of is. it's like a perfect rectangle, and then the outside is completely covered with statues and like spires. And there's a small descriptions of the Bible on it as well. So there's like two hundred something statues on the outside, just like anyone important ever. Uh, and then below them, they have like the pictures of the Bible. And what it is, is because back way back, like people didn't really read as much or they couldn't read. So as a way, to, like, as a constant reminder of living in like the, the Catholic way, you would walk past there and see the stories and like have them explained to you. So if you look on the left side, like I don't know if you did this, but with my tour group, they showed us like Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. And then on the other side, it shows like the consequence of it. But all it's so detailed. Again, you expect European places to be detailed, historic, but then you look at this building and it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. it's something, it's something, it's so just breathtaking. Like the first, you, you're not going to forget the first time you see it type yeah. deal. All the statues are so intricate. They're all different. Um, there's only one. They took one off though. They took one away. Little, little USA action in Belgium. Yeah. They, uh, and there's some statue, statue stuff. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. The U.S. is always they're moving a lot of statues these days. But yeah, they took away. I don't remember his name. Um, I think it was King Leopold II. Yeah, basically he he wanted he took the Congo and they did some not so great things there to keep yeah, brief. The the Belgians are pretty brutal to the the people of the Congo. So recently they took him off the uh, they took him off the building. But it's funny because you can see like the hook is still in the spot where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we were joking before like who should they put instead. Because he's got this empty spot now, so you walk around the side and it's just not complete. Um, they should put Kevin De Bruyne, well, Belgian great, Eden Hazard. But originally, when they told us that, I was kind of upset that they kind of like I don't want to say ruined the building. I mean, obviously they removed it for a good reason, but it was uh, I was like, this is incomplete. But they actually do like replace the statues and clean them often. So it's not that big of a deal that they got rid of them. They didn't just like blow it up and bring it, it like it unhooks, as Ryan said. So they can definitely hook somebody else on. Um, and then the church there is pretty nice. Um, I, I would think say it would, not not the best church I've seen, but it's pretty it's cool. cool. 
Cool. I, I just think it'd be so funny if they just like one day hooks in there's someone like street clothes, like just normal. You got the, like the scholars with like the big robes on, like the priest next to him, and then just like some random guy. I think that would be hilarious. Put Mr. Beast on there. No, no. <laughs> now you got to put like De Bruyne on there. Like, yeah, that would be I sick. So. I mean, well, they didn't they didn't go very far in the World Cup, yeah. but th- have you talked to people about that? Like Belgian people, they Are get they, they get very upset. Really? Yeah, because I mentioned it like, you know, I was like USA went farther. Yeah, fun. Got to point that out. The USA did go further in the World in Cup. The number two ranked Belgian team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll mention that every once in a while. And then they do the whole, oh, it's, it's football, not soccer. Blah, blah. Uh, and, and they always get pretty upset when I say that. Because you can see one thing that is really cool is in front of the library, there's like the big open um, open market, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a market. So it's just like a big square. Yeah. Um, and allegedly everyone was in there watching the game and like the Oud mark. Like they just had massive people watching like on a big screen. Um, that w- that would be sick. That would have been awesome to see. But yeah, so I guess so. Besides the town hall and that the church, um, the library is probably the third most building that's pretty pretty magnificent. Um, it's uh, it's on its own kind of quad, I would say, own market, and um, yeah. So th- there there is a statue in the middle of that market though. That's pretty interesting. It's just a needle with like a, a, a bug at the top. Yeah, imagine you're just in a beautiful city. You're looking around. It seems like all medieval. And then in the middle, there's just a big like, I don't know, 4,000 times the size needle with like a bug, just stabbing a bug. Yeah, it's just a beetle that's just stabbed. It's very odd. But that library is pretty pretty neat. So, um, uh, so when I was on my tour, there was a bunch of, uh, bunch of people and they asked us all where we were from. And of course, I said I'm from, you know, the United States of America. And people started, like, looking at me all funny. A couple of girls, like, were saying some snarky things about the U.S. behind, like, kind of near me. And we pull up to the library. And my tour guide was like, where's our American friend? Where's our American friend? And I, like, sheepishly raised my hand because, like, I thought she was going to, like, roast me or something. Yeah, you had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, well, like, tell me what you see on the building. So in front of, like... 40 people I've never met before. I'm just like staring at this building and I see an eagle. And so I'm like, oh, like there's an eagle. And she's like, oh, yes. Because like the United States basically donated that entire building. Yeah. So after the first war, first world war, again, the Germans just leveled. They leveled it. They, they leveled it, it, set it on fire. They did everything to it. And it was like one of the more like influential libraries at the time mm-hmm. because the university we go to has like been around for a very long time. So um, it was a very influential library. And they burned it down, and then after the war, the United States just like raised a bunch of money, a bunch of just schools around the around the world donated. So you go in, and the library is like basically restored to what it was before, but they have plaques all around that will be like names of schools. Yeah, they're even like carved into the stone outside. Yeah, so you just like you could just spend a whole day walking in and around, and you would just see like the Hotchkiss School. Um, I'm trying to think of other like my school is not on there. I think yours is. I haven't found Notre Dame yet, but there's like Princeton's on there, Cornell's on there, University of Car- Rochester, Carnegie Mellon is on there. I know University of Cincinnati, and then if you go around the right side, there's um, the public schools of the state of New York, which is pretty neat. Shout out, shout out New York State. Shout out John Jay High School, baby. You know, you know what is cool? If you when you go up to the tower, they have a NYPD one, but it's like you kind of turn and you don't expect any more because where you are in the library, you wouldn't expect like any more of these signs. But I guess they just, when they're rebuilding, they put them everywhere. So it's like 
the Department of Police of the city of New York. And it's just this beautiful, like, gold inscription. But then again, it's like, why is it, like, I don't know. It's in a weird nook and cranny. Yeah. But then you go up the stairs to the main tower. It was like a big spire. And you just see, like, all these, like, billionaire names, like Charles Schwab back in the day. Just, like, donated. And it was it was pretty cool going up that because you just see, like, name you kind of recognize, name you kind of recognize over and over, the people that donated it. And then when World War II comes around, the Germans saw, like, basically, in like, the best American way possible, America basically wrote on, like, a lot of stuff that, like, the German aggression caused us to basically, like, rebuild this. And they saw that and they're like, uh-uh. So they just, they just burned it all again. Yeah. Um, if you look at the bells, there's these huge bells at the top. They say, like, in donation by the United States after the Great War over, like, I don't remember the rest, but I'm sure it was, like, German aggression or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I didn't tell you about this, but I had a conversation with this kid in our building who's from Germany. And he was telling me about, like, going to high school and, like, learning history and stuff. It was very, very interesting. Um, the way, like, people ask stuff about in the United States all the time. But for, to hear him talk about the way they describe their history... Uh, it was very cool. Mm. Uh, we don't talk about it now. I'll talk in a little bit, but um, yeah, it was. I, I it happened last night, so I didn't tell you, but mm. it's very cool. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about being American a little bit. Do you want to just talk about any funny American yeah. things yet? Yeah, yeah. There's been a number of funny things. I think. I think because the semester starts at such a weird time that I guess this might might not be a hot spot for um, like study abroad for kids from the U.S. So yeah, a because lot of, it's, a lot of people. It's have February met. to July, so normally, like at home, it would be January to what May. Yeah, May. So a lot of people. I'm like one of the first Americans that they've met. So they've they've had a lot of questions. Um, I guess my favorite so far. I was at an orientation event for, I guess my like the science department, and these girls were like, they just like these two girls from Italy. They were just like come running up to me and they're like, "Is prom real?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, yeah, his prom real, like like in the movies. And I was like, I mean, prom's real. I don't I don't know what movies you're talking about. Like, we don't live in high school musical or anything, but Well, that's the funny thing. So we met this girl, um, this girl from Italy from Sicily, and she was like at, she asked us straight up, and she's like, Is high school like high school musical? And I I really I I want I wanted to see for a straight answer, but I just started chuckling. And I was like, I mean we don't sing. Like we don't sing, we don't really stand in front of our lockers for hours and hours. It was so funny when she said that. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of things like that. I It's very, very funny to hear. You know, you say, oh, I'm from the United States. Oh, my gosh, blah, blah, blah. I want to I visit. Yeah, they're always like, oh, I want to visit. Never been. And then I'm from New York. I instantly assume I'm from New York City. Oh, it's so cool. I want to go to Times Square. I don't know why you'd want to go to Times Square. Times Square sucks. Uh, yeah. A couple of girls, they came up behind. We were on the tour. And this is right before we got to the, the, the library. Um, and they sneak up behind me, and they're, I'm talking to this this kid, Pascal, who's from Nigeria. He was telling me his life story. Very nice kid. And these girls, like, sneak up behind us. I think they're from maybe Spain or Italy or something. They're like, yeah, I heard, they're like, I heard in the United States that they ban, like, every single book and, like, yada, yada, yada. And Pascal is like, is it turns to me, he's like, is that true? And I'm like, no, like, not really, like, the People, some people don't understand how large the United States is, and like, they just think it's the size of, I guess, Belgium. They just think it's so small, so they think any story they've heard is indicative of the whole country. Yeah, yeah. Or like anything about one region is, is so makes up the entirety of the U.S. What were they even referring to? 
I just think stuff that happened in Florida recently. Oh yeah, they didn't like they like banned like certain courses. Yeah, well, well she was like, well, they can't even watch Harry Potter over there, which I think it got banned in like Arizona or something like that. Yeah, like a small town in Kansas was just like, we don't want to read some book for like for a silly reason, but it's just like, yeah, we can't read Harry Potter. We have a whole like a whole campus dedicated to yeah, amusement park, park dedicated to uh, pretending you're a wizard. Um, yeah, no, but we can't read it. That's very funny. Yeah, as pr- and then I can't really think of. M- there's been a couple other things just about it's, it's always people curious about America. We had that one girl from Australia. We, we met out and she, she was like, I hate America. I hate America. And we were like, why? Like, oh, no, we, no, we were like, oh, hi, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> After she's just instantly like, I hate America. And we eventually get to the bottom of it. Her, her boyfriend cheated on her with somebody from America. It's like, sorry, it's like, sorry you dated a bad, a bad guy. But um, America's awesome. Yeah, that was funny. No, I think it's been mostly love. It's more like curiosity that kind of sometimes like seems bad. Um, I got I've got asked multiple times like, "Oh, you have like you just have like a gun?" I'm like, uh, no, but I guess it's just not a thing here. Yeah. And then a lot of like high school questions. A mm-hmm. lot of like um, they'll in the bar they'll just play like the Friends intro because the the kids here love the American culture so much that they'll just like watch Friends and like How I Met Your Mother stuff like that. Um, so just like in the middle of the bar like you would never expect that in the United States and all the music here is garbage garbage you think okay I'm not gonna say garbage but you mean rank like- rank every song ever right and and on a scale of one to ten takes take I don't know man take number Party three, in the- take number three through six right and then just use a random number generator pick a thousand songs in that range and that's all they've been playing except for party in the USA yeah, no, we, it that's, was like, that's a, it was that's like right time. after these people were like talking to us about America and they, you know, something about healthcare or something, something stupid. And like it, it didn't even make any sense what they were trying to say. And then Party of the USA came on and it was like, all right, no, nah, no, nah, talk all you want about the United States. But now you're singing our song. And then they went straight into um, Empire State of Mind. That was insane. All the New Yorkers, all the New Yorkers, all the uh, Americans stood up real tall and that was on. Yeah. What I was going to say is all the music here, it's either you know, something random in German or like music from America. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard, I've heard Ferrari a bunch. That's mm-hmm. not, I guess that's not like, that's kind of a club song regardless. Of- yeah. But party in the USA is always on. I've heard, uh, Katy Perry, a lot of Katy Perry. And it's, it's great. Cause it's just like every song that was like up for an award from 2012 to like 16, anything like that it's just always on repeat there's really nothing like modern um but a lot of katie Perry, which I, hey i'm not gonna complain about katie Perry. i think katie Perry is great to listen to but uh, it's <laughs> it's just it's very predictable yeah well i was out last night so they have these things here called faculty bars it's basically like whatever department you're in they call them faculties so instead of like the college of science at notre dame it's like the faculty of science here at ku leuven but each faculty has their own bar so we uh, went to a bunch yesterday, and I ended up at the Faculty of Science bar, and the song "Raise Your Glass" by Pink came on, which oh, I have to say oh. that's a, a great song. But they broke out into a coordinated cha-cha slide esque dance, like everybody was facing one direction, sliding for that song, right. really for "Raise Your Glass." Yeah, it it was pretty impressive. I'm gonna keep an eye out for all the songs that they listen to now, because I I mean I've I've known it's it's Katy Perry, it's a lot of like Party in the USA, and then. 
Have we heard? Uh, we haven't heard Sweet Caroline. No, not yet. I thought I would. I, th- I, th- I thought I would hear that the first thing I'd hear. But it, it's just it's very fun. Like when you're out, and it's just very funny. I guess. Yeah. That, that, the, I mean, like funny. Like you're just listening to it, and this is just a normal song you'd probably listen to in like a Coles or like, or like a Walmart, and you're just in the club, and it's just. No starships though. I thought I would hear starships. I haven't too. heard starships. I thought I would hear yeah. that too. I guess we've kind of talked about going out here, but we can just talk about the alcohol culture here. Here, let me let me explain the oud mark. Okay, right, okay. The old market in English. Okay. So from the campus of KU Leuven is like the entire city. So the faculty bars are kind of sp- spread around, and then they have this whole s- square. It's called the old market or like the oud mark in uh, Dutch. And what it is, at one point, it was the longest stretch of d- bars, continuous. So it's, the both both sides are, well, the, okay, so two sides are all bars. One side is a high school, which, joking itself. Uh, <laughs> and then the other side is like a McDonald's and, and, and a Domino's. A Domino's. They have fries. They have fries at Domino's here. Oh, I didn't know that. And they have a, it's like an Alibaba, which I guess you would get like a kebab. It's like a fast food kebab place so you just go from like bar to bar and like everyone just goes out every night of the week except for the weekends because i guess most of the students here are belgians they just go home Mm -hmm. on the weekends so it's just this huge square with bars lined up no one has ever even thought of handing an id because it's legal to drink here at like 16 yeah at least the soft stuff and every place is kind of the same vibe but a little bit different except for that one well i guess that's kind of off the oud mark um, the place we went for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of fun. Because you go to a place, like back home, if you were to go out and it's really packed, it's like, all right, well, I already, some places you have to pay to get in. And then it's like, we, we already Ubered all the way here. Um, I'm just going to stay. Like, I'm going to, but here, if you don't like it, like we went to one place and it was so packed and they don't have any like regulations on smoke, like smoke uh, machines. So we're just getting shot in the face with smoke machines. We can just leave and you can just go next door it's the same thing with like a different color on the wall, different music. Um, it, it is so cool. Like I, I think it's something our schools can't like advertise because you don't like an American school is not going to be like, hey, you're going to study and just get to basically drink whenever you, like at your disposal whenever four minutes from your house, a four minute walk from your house. If you haven't decided to go abroad, like it's definitely a place to look because yeah. Yeah. the way I would describe it, and this is very like choppy terms. The, the level of schooling is like a high level schooling. And then the culture of like partying is like, it can be like SEC level schooling or SEC level partying. Don't party too much. We don't party too much. We don't, don't party worry. that much. Not at all. But the thing, the thing is the culture here, it's not, they don't like, I don't know. I don't want to say they, they don't throw down like the, in the United States where I don't know, but alcohol is just kind of a part of the culture here because Stella Artois, the factory is here. So like every single building not only has like Stella Artois signage, but it has like ornate carved stone signage. Like every building, it could be like a Starbucks and you look up before you walk in and it's Stella Artois. So every place has Stella, like cheaper than, it's literally cheaper than water. It is cheaper to get Stella Artois than it is to get even like a cup of tap water. Yeah, it is so cheap here. And all the thing that's bizarre, because it's it's the, the weird part about it being a part of the culture here is that we'll go to a school event, like an orientation event, and this was like, we're getting to know all the other internationals in your faculty, 
like I'm getting to know all the other kids that are in like exchange science students and they just are just selling beers for a euro a piece just selling selling stellas for a euro a piece yeah it's it's they it, it's 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 very interesting that it's just so common i mean when i moved into my my place they gave me a free beer yeah like you said before yeah so it's it's interesting i haven't really seen anybody like i don't i don't think i've seen any like alcoholics or anything like that but it's just so common well no there was that one <laughs> that one guy there was there was one guy we were it was after our first night i think we went out we had some Stellas. We had a. It was like a casual. We just got here. No one else is here yet. We wanted to. We try just we, the we want to sit beer. out and we're gonna try all the Belgian beer. Was what it was. It wasn't like we're we're not clubbing or anything. But we went no. sat down, and we got fries after. Which uh, Belgium Belgium like created the French fry, is they, what they yeah. say. I mean I don't know why it's called French fries, but like they they claim their claim to flame is beer, waffles, and the fries, and. I think if five guys came here, they would just like blow every single person's mind because the fries are not not good. Yeah, on the fries, real quick, I was not expecting them to act like the fries were the best thing ever, and I can't tell if I just haven't gotten fries at the right place or if they just think fries are amazing because fries are just in general pretty good and like pretty not good for you. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to mess up just a potato you cut and, and then fry fry. So I, I don't I don't know if they think that is this this delicacy unique to Belgium, and not realize that a lot of places have fries. Yeah, they're they don't salt them. They don't salt them, and they eat them with mayo. Yeah, they ha- they eat them with mayo, which is just so. Uh, I so working at Jersey Mike's for so long, and just putting mayo on top of mayo on top of mayo on sandwiches. I look at that and I'm just like, I'm like revolted. Yeah, you you don't know what mayo is until. You have to make tuna at Jersey Mike's, and you're reaching your entire hand into <laughs> you're the, just, you're a just, jar of mayo. You're just elbow deep in tuna. You and have mayo. mayo down your entire forearm. You don't know what mayo is until no, mayo. you don't. I would like. I'm serious. I would rather eat. I would rather eat like probably everything in the world, like if with mayo, without mayo. Like I would rather have coleslaw. If you sat me down and said you can eat this small thing of coleslaw, or just cabbage and and no mayo just just cabbage and uh carrots and no like sauce or anything i would do that because mayo is just so disgusting especially at jersey mike's and then you see it here i I just it seems like it ruins it i mean i understand mayo is like a proponent of other sauces but then you can kind of get away with it it just you don't like look at it and just think lord yeah but here here especially here you look at that you look look at that little cup and you're just like nah i think i'll pass yeah Where's the Chick-fil-A sauce? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I do ketchup on the fries. But the fries are unsalted. They're honestly shorter. It's not like they even have the benefit of the down of being long fries. I have some small potatoes here, I guess, or what they use. The waffle is something else. Like, the waffle is everything. You haven't had one yet, but I'm telling you, when I had one, it was like a mind-blowing. I've, I haven't had that in a very long time with food. The waffle was. Oh, yeah, I definitely have. You went to Pinocchio's, right? I'm definitely yeah. going to go to Pinocchio soon to get a waffle. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the claims to fame of the fries mid-tier, I would say. The waffle you're saying is ex- pretty good. It, is, chocolate, it exceeds every expectation I've ever had. Yeah. Well, I, the chocolate I haven't had, I feel like I haven't been to like a good chocolate place yet. So I, the verdict is still out on that. But in terms of the beer here, it is all high percentage, but doesn't taste like it. It doesn't taste like it, they're not like IPAs or anything like that. They taste. I mean, there's the one 
what is that like the kremel or something like that it's literally it just tastes like grape juice oh castile castile yeah those and every beer gets its own unique glass like stella glasses la chouf is another one castile la chouf. and duvel they all have their own glasses yeah so like you know back home like if if like let's say I don't know, like if dad or Justin was going to have a beer, they would get like the nice glass, like the gold, gold rim or whatever. And it's like, oh, like you put it in the freezer, you frost it or whatever, make it look nice. That's every glass. Yeah. Every glass. And it's every different one. So uh, Braden, the first night we were talking about before, we got to get back to the, that. But um, his glass didn't even have a bottom, like a, like a flat bottom. It was, it kind of looked like a scepter filled with beer. And then it was like held up by a wooden, like hangman kind of thing yeah it had like a wooden support and if you like were to take the glass out of it and put it on the table it wouldn't stay standing because it, it, it might like spin like a top on this it like. honestly could spin like a top it kind of looked like a like a pawn on a chessboard but upside down yeah yeah it's a good way to put and it. you it like hung in this wooden stand but this is this was the first time we went out he just ordered just a regular beer we thought and it came in that and it, it also too the beer is not expensive here no it is very cheap especially at the fact bars the fact bars it's a euro 20 for a Stella and granted the Stellas are smaller, but they are, yeah, they are, I think 5.2 or 5.4. Well, the percentage, the percentage is high. Yeah. I think it's higher than at home. It is definitely higher than the U S but the glass is smaller, mm-hmm. but it's still like the, the comparison of price for like, if you were to go to the bar and get like a $4 Bud Light or whatever, first that, yeah. like the amount of like the, the, the alcohol percentage alone is way higher. So more like worth it. The taste is 10 times better because it actually tastes extremely fresh. Like, you remember when we went to the Hershey Park and we had the chocolate? It was definitely just because we were there that it tasted better. But, like, we were like, oh, my God, it's fresh. No, it definitely tasted better because it was fresher. But the Stella here is, I would say, it's like 20, going, 25 it's times like going better. To, it's like going to Maine and just drinking out of the Poland, Poland, like, Poland Spring yeah. Springs. Like, it is delicious here. Um, the Stella, the Duval, which is is we are like, oh, watch out for the Duval, but... I, th- I think two. I, it's pretty good. I think two six four boys from New York can handle the Duval. The Duval is oh, not that bad. Belgian no. boys. No, but yeah. So the beer I think so far has has it's been as good as advertised, if not better. Have not drank that much, considering how many times I've been offered beer at events. It's like I I it's I have turned it down a lot because there's no reason for me to be drinking at two p.m. on a, on a Monday. So yeah yeah, uh, you're right. It, it gets offered a lot. It's That's probably why you don't drink it as fast, too, because it's kind of just a very social thing. It's very social. It's like if you go out and just order, like, a Diet Coke. Yeah, but, like, like thinking, like, yesterday after class, we all went to the Oud Market, and all the bars basically had, like, they brought all their tables and chairs outside, so everybody was just sitting outside just casually, like, order a beer and just hanging out after school. Yeah. It was, like, it was like uh, when at John Jay, when you go to the deli button and just hang out there it was like that but everybody had a stella yeah you yeah exactly that's a great analogy i was gonna like say something like that too um you literally just you would i mean you're if you're in high school you're down this like you're you can see you'll be in algebra like here if you if you went to the high school secondary school it's a high school high school and you just taking a math test and you looked outside you would just see like all right after i bomb this math test i'm gonna go get a stella like it, it's that fun it's it's very in the culture which is cool but also, I think because it's in the culture like that, it's not. It's not as problematic. Um, yeah. I asked yesterday if, because in the United States, if you didn't know, you can get a DUI on a bicycle. I think you can get it on a skateboard too. 
I, yeah, I think you can. I know you can get it in a golf cart. I forget. Someone told me that or like some celebrity got. But yeah, you can definitely get it on you a can, bike. You can get it on a bicycle. Here, you cannot. I was told yesterday. You can't? You can't. Now, granted, I don't drink and drive on my bicycle because it's not safe. But Oh, no, no. no it's not not, not here. But yeah, I was told yesterday that you could do it. But it's very, like, I don't, I, know, I haven't really met too many people that are gone or anything like that. No, but that was that one homeless guy. Yeah. And he was like... Matt, it was so funny. Matt put on like the New York City, like you see a homeless guy in the subway. Yeah. Who's like, he's like singing, but like, yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, it's like yelling. Yeah. So Matt I, put that face yeah. on where he's just like stone cold, like look at my look, feet just look, just looking straight, looking at your feet. And this guy was like the cheeriest fella. It was so funny. You just see Matt clam up. Well, not clam up, but like like Stonewall is the better way to describe it. And this like cheery guys walking down the street. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, in New York City, the homeless people are kind of crazy. So I've just been trained, as most people have. You just kind of, you kind of don't, don't you don't you don't want them to pick on you. So, but the, this guy was friendly. He didn't talk to us, but he was he was definitely friendly. Or, he was having a good time, but it wasn't like a there's voices in my head kind of fun. It was like a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a couple of the the hometown drinks. Uh, it was funny. We I was talking to someone yesterday. Again, another way like alcohol is kind of soaked into the culture. I went to wine and cheese night at my professor's house last night. It was it was interesting. We they, they, uh, kids were asking me like if any state was to leave the leave the United States, who would it be? Like stuff like that. And they're like, Yo, can you do that? And I explained like the whole uh, I sp- explained like, <laughs> yeah, I explained the Civil War to like some random German guy. But he was talking about how. One time he was on his bike after he drank and he got pulled over or like stopped. I guess he was, it wasn't like pulled over, he like stopped and he got a ticket because his, uh, he was on his phone. It yeah. wasn't that he was intoxicated. Like they didn't care at all. It was that he was on his phone, which is like a huge deal. It's 150 euros. And keep that in our, our bikes cost us what? 105? It was 75. It was 75, but we paid like 200 because it was, there was a deposit, the deposit. You get it back. Yeah. So it's, it costs like double the amount of the bike itself. If you get caught on your phone, but not yeah. if you're just like boozed and just zoom. I mean, I'm sure if you like cause an accident or something, it would be a thing, but yeah. Um, but the, like real quick on the bike culture here, it's nice because everything is bikeable and you kind of have the right away. But in, in New York when, or I mean, I guess just in the U.S. in general. Oh, sorry. Damn, Ryan hit the party button. You know, I hit the wrong His bad. No, here in the U.S. where... Well, I guess in the United States, on the bike, you are kind of like, I don't want to hit somebody. Like, you are kind of one of the lower on the totem pole of just like people on the road, right? You you don't want to hit anybody. You don't want to get hit by a car. Here, the bikes are so in control that they don't slow down for people. It's your job as a pedestrian to get out of the way. So I'll like ease up behind people because I don't want to hit them or hit anybody. And it almost does more harm than good, me slowing down. Because if there's like two groups of people converging, it's better to speed up and and slide in between them to get around them than it is to slow down and wait for them to pass each other, which is pretty unique. Yeah, sorry, Matt was like stumbling over his words because I tried to uh, I tried to take my microphone out of the stand, and I, I messed something up. So that's why I hit the party button too. Yeah, um, my bad. But yeah, no. What, what Matt was saying is the bikes are um, the bikes are top dog for sure, and mm-hmm. I got a helmet. You got to get a helmet. I can't. Where did you buy it? I got it at the spit. Okay, I got it. I have to go there. But yeah, it's bikes everywhere, which is fun. They like purposely make it harder to get your driver's license here because they want you to bike. Yeah. And I was talking to the teachers today, 
at my like internship, the teaching internship, and they said the school gives them extra money if they bike to school. Really? Because they don't want you driving a car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Belgium has a lot of a lot of people are vegetarian. A lot of people, you know, seem to be pretty green, which is and the biking is fun and it, it's great and all. And I love that they're for the planet, but sometimes it's kind of frustrating. So the recycling here, like in the U.S., we have recycling, bottle returns, and garbage. Here they have like seven different bags for garbage that you like break everything down into. You can get fined for not putting things in the right bags. And you also have to buy the specific bags from the government. And it, it's all great and all. You sort everything. I really hope that these bags are going to different facilities. And it's not like the U.S. where your cycles and your trash usually just end up in the same location. Which yeah. is the ultimate scam, but whatever. But at least in my kitchen, if the garbage in the U.S., if the garbage smells, somebody take it out, please. Right? Yeah. Here, they're like, no, we have to pay for the bags. We're going to wait until it is full to the brim. So literally every single container is just full to the brim and smelly because everybody's like, oh, we're saving the planet. It's like, yeah, we're saving the planet, but there's flies in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Well, the, they have like colors for the bags and the brown bag is like the miscellaneous or just like the normal trash. It's, it's the it's the waste. It's, it's, like it's the, the wa- landfill. Yeah. That one is like, sorry, I didn't mean the screen. Uh, that one is two euros and 25 cents. And the other ones are like, 15 cents just to force you to actually like separate your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one explained this to us. And in my kitchen too, no one explained like <laughs> second night I tried to make chicken. No one explained where any of like, the spices were or like we, they don't have like cooking spray here. So they I just, not, they do not have Pam here. No. So I just took like a little bit of pepper and Oh no, no, no. One big thing is they don't have uh, like a, a mallet. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get we need to invest in one of those. I, 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 I tried know. making chicken today and I definitely needed one to make it all yeah. flat. <laughs> yeah, so they don't teach you like a lot of things when we first got here because again, most of the people were away for the first 4 or 5 days that we were here. Mm-hmm. So you're just in the kitchen like you you just have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. And um you're trying to make chicken and you're like why is this not cooking why is the pot, like the water i'm boiling for my green beans not it's because everything's on a timer to be mm-hmm. like energy efficient so you have to every like 10 minutes you have to just run over to the side flip on the it's like a light switch it's like a light switch just to turn on the oven and they don't have sorry to turn on the stove top and they don't even have uh, ovens they have like small ones they don't have big ones everything is <laughs> everything is so weird in the kitchen the, ki- the kitchen is very bizarre now granted i'm not the best cook because I don't know, I don't, I didn't feel like I, for a while I didn't need to be the best cook. Shout out, Mom along for being a good cook. Shout out, Mom. Um, when you get here, it's like, oh no, like, am I just gonna be eating mandarins this entire time? Yeah. Also, too, um, I've loved introducing myself to all the, all the Belgian people, all the internationals. I love getting to know everybody, but I've gotten a little tired of introducing myself and answering the f- same couple questions. So recently, if anybody else is in the kitchen. I like just don't go in there because I just don't, I just don't want to deal with it. Like sometimes I, I know I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but the other day I was like, I'm just not going to go in the kitchen because there's three voices I don't recognize. And I really don't want to give them my life story. Again. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm from the United States. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm from the United States. Nice to meet you. Oh, your name is. And then they say a name that I cannot understand. Yeah. I, and I just nod along. It's, and, it's not even that it's like our own culture that, that our names are something. Like it's not. That they're just a different name and it's very simple there 
Every other name in the entire world is complex. It's very, it's not, yeah. It's not like we've never heard the name like Draco before and the guy's name is Draco. No, it's like their names are, I, I don't even know what they're saying. This guy, this guy named uh, Yairo, but it's not like Gyro. It's Yaro, but he says it so fast and his accent, it's just, I'm just going to call you buddy for a while. Like, and the, every single person in the place is like that. Except for, again, the people that are here that like are from American. Like we have a, one girl from Canada in my place, and her name's Abby. She's like, all right, sweet. Like I, I know that for certain. But everyone else, it's like I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna say your name. I'm definitely gonna botch it. I'll try again. I'll kind of get it right. <laughs> it's so bad. I guess let's just hop back into a couple of highlights of things we've done so far. There's a pool hall right down the way from us, which I think we're gonna frequent. It's called Downtown Jacks, and they had like the soccer game on the TV, and we were just playing pool. It was just a good, good vibe, good energy. Uh, definitely do that. Very again. cheap too. Very, Very cheap. cheap. Definitely gonna do that again. Um, Stella Artois Factory, definitely upcoming. We're gonna go. Yeah. My one friend Dennis, who's in London, he's gonna come visit, so we're probably gonna do that together. But yeah, otherwise, um, we, we haven't talked about classes at all. Do you have anything to say in your classes? Um, my <laughs> my mind's kind of turning to mush. But yeah, we've been uh, an hour on the beat right now. No, it's gonna be a little less because we started and we were just joking around. I think I think it's probably like fifty. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll we'll do like fifteen more. Yeah, this is definitely our our first episode, so hopefully the audio is good and we're we're trying to. If our I best have here. to repeat all of this, no, we're not we're not repeating. No, um, I think I think for two goons who are using extremely advanced equipment. Yeah, we rented this from the library, and this is all super high tech. So hopefully this sounds good. Hopefully we're making sense. And if there's any comments, if there's just out- yeah, if there's just some strange noise in the background, and it doesn't sound like rain, then it's probably our fault. But if it sounds like rain, I'm sorry. Like I got that's yeah. that's just outside. And if there's anything we can do to make the podcast better, whether this has just been way too long, way too short, we need to. Hey, it's the first time. It's, it's the, the first, first time, time for everything. It's so the first time. we'll definitely get better at storytelling and stuff. I did. I think today was really like going over the basics like in my mind what going into this it was like all right which questions are my aunt and uncles going to ask me when i go back so shout out all the aunt and uncles yeah so so this is like i feel like this like what we've talked about so far is kind of like lay the groundwork and then for the rest of this we can talk about uh like some uh, we can talk about class we'll talk about class and then we can talk about like expectations we have maybe we don't have to talk about places we want to go because we're still kind of figuring it out but maybe i always want to do like small things that are like uh you've noticed like instantly that are just like strange from America. Okay. Like, I have a couple of examples. So think of a couple, but no, we'll talk about classes for a little bit. Just like kind of how the style of it all. All right. So talk about your classes for a little bit. Okay. So I can't tell if the classes here are going to be hard or not. They, I I'm erring on the side that they're going to be a little easier than Notre Dame classes, but almost every class here either has one assignment or is and and the te- final test or is just the final, which is, I think nice because we don't really have homework, but we'll see. I don't really I can't tell how bad these exams are going to be. Um, I, I don't think too bad, but we'll, we'll definitely see on that front. Um, but even like the assignments, we were told we had like a three, 2,500 word cap on one of our research papers. I think I wrote a rough draft of a one section of a research paper at Notre Dame that had to be like 2,000 words. Everything I've seen has been pretty low key in terms of what is is expected and required but so far my classes have i've been enjoyable so we're in the history of the lowland countries together which is about belgium luxembourg 
and the Netherlands um, and their history. So that's been pretty fascinating so far. Uh, I don't think it's it's going to be too hard. Except for that one girl in the class. Yeah, this one girl was going off. All right, no, keep going. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, um, but that, that class has definitely been interesting. Hopefully, if I get a history credit from Notre Dame for it, I will, I will stick into it because I like that class a lot. Um, I'm in behavioral ecology, in uh, terrestrial ecology, in macrogeology and biogeography. And those are my three science classes. And then I'm also taking ro- world religions and ethics. Um, we didn't meet this week, but we will next week. Um, and hopefully Notre Dame will take a theology two credit for that. So then I'll be all, all set on my way. But yeah, so far I've enjoyed the classes. I was in advanced uh, and applied insect physiology, which <laughs> I know all these class names, they seem a little, they might seem a little kind of crazy. Like daunting, yeah. Daunting. Um, but they're usually not that hard. But this one was just extremely boring. I've never been in a, in a lecture where I wanted to go to sleep so bad. And the classes here are two hours. They're two hours, and typically they give two 10-minute breaks, usually at like 50 and then 50 in the next hour, which is nice. It's definitely like refreshing. This guy went two hours straight on just bug, like not even morphology, just like bug proteins. And I was <laughs> like, there's not a chance I'm staying in this class because I was only there to see if I should fight Notre Dame to get a lab credit out of it. I realized that was not going to be worth my time because I didn't even like the class. I also have neurobiology tomorrow, which I'm trying to avoid Friday classes, but if I can just, if it's recorded lectures, I'll take it because that's actually pretty interesting. But yeah, so far classes have been nice. Everybody's been, been pretty, pretty good professors, except for that one, that one bug. Cause it was, like I said before, it wasn't just, these are the different types of bugs. It was, we're going to talk about bug proteins for two hours. (laughs) And I'm not talking like whey protein or like alternative protein for your protein shake i'm talking like what makes bur- like bug wings grow and their development in like as embryo bug as larva so that was not ideal i'm in uh aesthetics i'm in history of the lands for history with you i'm in dutch hello hello danku hello that's going pretty well shout out stina Teacher's name is Stina. She's like 27. She just like she just, she just says cahoots, cahoots, which is like very good. Or something. I don't. It's probably not, but it's like after everything we say, uh, she's very nice. But she like she knows we are not good at it. So it, it's she's very nice about it. Danku, danku, danku. Hoots, hoots, good hoots. Yeah, my name is Ryan. Ich bin Matthew. My family name is Long. Just saying. Okay. And I'm in that, and then the last class I'm in is uh, socially responsible marketing, which is pretty interesting. It's like about like nonprofits and how they operate to raise awareness for certain causes and stuff. And then for my fifth class, I am uh, working in a high school as a teacher's assistant for their English class. So I get to go like in front of the class and present to like these Belgian kids what baseball is, what like lacrosse is, Fourth of July, uh, you know, like. Lexington Concord, like stuff like that. It's very uh, rewarding, I would say. I haven't started it yet, but I had my first meeting with the two teachers today. I walked down the street to St. Peter's Secondary School. or It's St. Peter's College, but it's like a secondary school, their high school. So I'll be working with kids who would be the equivalent of 11th and 12th graders at home. And I just go up in front of the class the first day 
say where I'm from, what my name is, and they just start asking me questions about the United States um, just because they're trying to work on their English. And then as I go along, I, I get to present stuff to the class. I, I've been told it's like a very rewarding thing, and I can already tell it's going to be one of the highlights of coming here. I, it was something that got offered to me like relatively late into deciding. Like It wasn't even... Um, I didn't even know about it before I like said yes to coming here, but it's going to be pretty cool. I just get to walk in and kind of just be myself. I get to pick my brain. Um, I was told they're going to ask me about like politics and stuff like healthcare. And, um, but then also they ask you like the questions of his prom reel, uh, high school musical stuff. Like I was explaining to my, like the teachers. So these, these are like 50, 52, 53. Like they were asking me questions about the United States. So it was very, it was very funny. Um, I was explaining to them like the significance of a bunch of stuff, like where lacrosse came from. Uh, it was, again, like I said before, it's going to be very, very rewarding. I think it, the funny thing is like these kids, I could see out at the bar just because like the age, the, the way the age uh, restriction is, <laughs> but no, it's going to be cool. Um, I guess the last thing we'll go into. I just, just name a couple like cultural different, not cultural differences, but just like differences you see throughout your day that are just like hilarious to think you would, like when back home you would never even think that would be like that i guess hmm. I, I mean this might not fall entirely into that but i noticed i think that the belgian guys they got to work on their game yeah they got to work on their game i think that they gotta i don't know i feel like the girls are they're they're showing up at these events like ready to go and these guys they look all like slobs that's fair. i mean that's just kind of i mean all these college kids. I'm not saying all Belgian people, but I'm just saying these some of these college Belgian kids. Like, come on, we're out, of, we're out, of, out of the bar. Step one, it up. One thing I think is interesting is the chip flavors. Have you the had chip, all? The, I have not. So they don't have like barbecue, sour cream and onion, anything like that. Like you go to the store and it's Lay's. It's Lay's still and and Doritos still, but the Doritos flavors are like paprika. The nacho cheese is in an orange bag, not a red bag. And they have uh, Doritos Naturales. They're just tortilla chips. They're just tortilla chips. I haven't seen a Cool Ranch. No Cool Ranch. No Cool Ranch. Uh, and then for Lay's, they have like burger flavor is what it's called. They also have ketchup, which is kind of ketchup. cool. They have extreme pickle, which is cool. Extreme pickle. Paprika is actually very good. I'm surprised you don't have it in the States. Paprika is fantastic. I haven't had a Mars bar yet. Hmm. I was planning on having a Mars bar, so I haven't had that one yet. Maybe I'll, do a, maybe I'll taste it next pod. We'll live reaction live reaction to a mars bar we can get you a waffle but i kind of want you to have it when it's hot so a pinocchio's yeah a pinocchio's yeah uh and then lemon fanta pretty good pretty good the fanta i think the soda here is made with real sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup it's a uh, diet or it's, no it's coca-cola light yeah uh, i noticed so sh- that shout out mama long and all and all those diet coke drinkers that's coca-cola light over here and also not pepsi zero pepsi max pepsi max uh, I think the oh, whopper 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 whopper. No, uh, they don't have a whopper. They don't have. I did not know that. Well, they, I don't think it's like their main like advertising point here. At least they have the uh, it's like the Angus Master Bacon or something like that, or like the Royal Master Angus Bacon. Uh, so I don't know how they would figure out how to rhyme that. It, whopper 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 whopper. International chicken waffle. Okay, okay. Um, but it's also funny. They just have a McDonald's, a KFC, a Domino's, Burger King all here. Fries at Domino's. Yeah, you said that before. 
I know, but I kind of want to try. You it. wanted to emphasize it. Fr- oh, fries at Domino's? You oh, wouldn't think. I that. will add. I will add. We went to a place yesterday that serves just pasta in a cup. Fantastic. Fantastic. We got to bring this to the states, people. That it. Yeah, it was like imagine back in the day, like if you had a roller rink, and you got like the huge soda cups. Yeah, like the big, the big paper. The ones. big, the big paper c- cups. With like the jazzy, like you know, like the blue and 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 um, like the teal and the teal purple. and purple, yeah, like that. And it was just pasta, pasta sauce, mine, mine, had, mine and chicken. Mine it. was pretty good, yeah. It was, yeah, it was really cheap too. It was like five euros. Well, I think we got the big ones, so they were like seven, but five euros, and it was too much. Yeah. I think five euros yeah, for a cup much. of pasta will be the way to go. <laughs> um, which is funny. Um, any last things? Um, I I had one other that I was planning on saying, but I, I don't know if I can remember it. Um, oh, oh, oh. Mm. Last thing I'll say. They don't have chicken anywhere. No chicken. It's ridiculous. Well, they have some chicken, but I swear by the time we're done, Matt and I will be the only ones to eat chicken at the supermarket. Because you go down and it's just like disgusting looking patty, disgusting looking patty, sausage that looks like it's like a cartoon, like rubber. I don't even find. I haven't found bacon. You found bacon. I haven't found bacon. Bacon. And then they have like one rotisserie chicken that's like vacuum sealed, and then they have like occasionally a chicken breast. I think I've eaten more chicken breast than like the average yearly chicken consumption. Yeah, and I expressed this concern over a lack of chicken to my housemates, and I was met with, "Well, did you know that red meat is healthier?" To which I said, "No, it's not. (laughs) No, no, it is not." I think it's good to have once a week, maybe, if it's high quality. Shout out Kyle Langevin, reverse seared steak. Reverse seared steak. Uh, Kyle, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you probably wouldn't, but I I was telling some German kids about the steak you made me over the summer. Mm. It was something else. Chef, chef's kiss to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely on the lookout for more chicken. I was making, you know, I breaded some chicken today and was cooking it up. This kid came in, he's like, oh, you're making schnitzel. And I was like, dog, no, I'm not. No. No. I'm making a chicken cutlet. Um, any other funny things? Just funny. There's things. a. I, I, I'm gonna start writing them down. I've been I've been writing in like a journal every day just so I don't forget things and like how I felt. But I need to start writing down stuff like that because when you walk into the supermarket, it's just like so funny to see certain things. Mm. But the biggest one was the chip flavors for sure. Yeah. And and the lack of chicken. Yeah. One thing I will add: we went to like an international party the other night. Um, and if you're if you've ever been to Binghamton University and are familiar with the Rat. It's like a basement that is very much unfinished. That's a bar. We were basically in that, but in in Leuven, um, and we were talking to these kids, and it's just it's interesting how we've been educated on the world and certain events and certain certain events are known by the oh, names I know, I know where you're pl- going with this. I know where you're going the places, um, and of course, I meet this kid from Germany, and hey, you know where are you from? Oh, I'm from New York. Yada yada yada. Where are you from in Germany? And he just goes Nuremberg. And I was uh, like, and he's like, have you, have you ever heard of it? Very optimistic. Yeah, have you? Hey, Emma, you ever heard of Nuremberg? And I was just, darn. Like, I'm, we're both fans of history. That's one of the reasons we came here. But I was just like, that is tough. That the only thing I know about where you live is one of like the, I mean, I won't say it's a bad event because they got justice for some pretty bad things. But it's not something you want your city to be known by. It's like if you met someone in Japan and they're like, oh, you're like, oh, where are you from in Japan? And they're like, Nagasaki. Hiroshima. It's like ah, uh, not ideal. Oh, did we finally break it? Oh, I don't think we broke it. Um, I think we'll end the pod here though. Yeah, just so the the buzzing so in my head bu- stops. So the buzzing stops. I definitely hit something, but 
All right. Well, if this has been a lot of fun. It act- hey, we took a while to get started, but this is pretty good. We're definitely so. going to listen back to it and be like, we could we could have done better. But hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, start somewhere. We're starting from the ground. We're building up. Um, Sometime next week, we'll do this again. Maybe yeah. we'll do it sooner because we were supposed to do it weekly and it's like day 10. Um, it's because it took forever to get the stuff. But now that we have the podcasting equipment, I think it's yeah this will be a regular thing so, so any comments any segments you want to hear just anything we did wrong or right we yeah the there's got to be some lingering questions out there that we didn't hit on yeah definitely um because we didn't we didn't do this like the first day so there's a lot of stuff that people still have questions about um but yeah we're just here to document it for ourselves and for the people back home so uh, I, we miss for, you all. for the aunts and uncles of the world the aunts and uncles. hey all my friends too shout out to 40 sundays podcast i've been listening to my friends podcast back home i i doubt any of my buddies will listen but Dude, why are you being a hater to your, towards your own friends? I don't know. I, I'm doing this for the Aunt Julies of the world. Shout out Aunt Julie. Shout out Aunt Julie. Aunt, we're going to go through them. No, we're not going to go through them all. We can't go through them all. I will shout out Uncle Greg, though, because I know he's a history man, so he will be very interested in a lot of the history we talk about. Yes, that's true. So shout out to everybody back home. Oh, also, can I? Can we give a, a back home update? Just real quick. Like, what's, like, what, what's going on back home? Uh, I, I'm an RA. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's all right. I got the Notre Dame RA position like a couple hours before we left home, so um, that's been a uh, that was pretty cool. And also, anybody that probably listens to this probably knows about my pottery. Um, they're writing an article about me in uh, in one of our student papers, which is pretty cool. Shout out, shout out, shout out. So that'll be uh, that'll be cool. Um, supposed to come out in March, I think. Um, and whether that's just they put my picture in something or they write my name as a foot, footnote, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been, that's been pretty cool. Otherwise, peace out. Yeah. Peace out.